All right, welcome back to the A3 Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Beckwith. We've got AJ Orange over here, Anthony Orange, and we've got Art Charles Jr. right here. So today we want to jump in. Uh, we're finally getting to a point where COVID is starting to, you know, hopefully we're seeing, you know, a little it's bit. going away. Going away, right. Uh, I don't know if we want to quite say that it's back <laughs> to normal yet, but we're getting to a point where I think we're going to see some normalcy here within the next six, seven months. And with that, from an athletic standpoint, we got to start looking at, well, what have you been doing for the last year? Are you ready at the, whether it's the collegiate level, pro level, high school level, whatever that means. And so what I think we're going to see a lot of now is the jump into camps, pre-draft workouts, uh, combines, all those things are going to start really jumping up because ultimately these coaches want to see what have you been doing? Are you in shape? Have you been working out? Have you doing those things? Because at this point, there's been no play. So we don't have any game film. Right. But I think what we, you know, what we want to communicate here is the understanding of what a camp is, what a combine is, what a pre-draft workout is, and the importance of it. That I think we get a little bit too caught up in the idea that the combine is the end-all be-all that the pre-draft workout and these camps for colleges are the end-all be-all and the difference between running a 4.8 in the 40 and a 4.6 or the difference between running a 7.1 and a 6.9 in the 60, we need to be cognizant of what that actually means because when it comes down to it, can you play ball? That's all yep. that matters. You yeah. know, when you're playing soccer, you could be Usain Bolt, which we've seen him try to play pro <laughs> soccer, right? It, he's the fastest man in the history of the world, but that does not necessarily mean he's going to be the best soccer player in the world. True. And so we have to look at what do you do when the actual game situation happens, right? That I can have the best pro agility shuttle in the world, but does that mean I can cover somebody? No. Not necessarily. Can I come out of my route perfectly? No, that doesn't mean that. It just means you're really good at testing. And that's what we have to understand, that the testing is important. Yes, we want to see, are you a good athlete? Are those metrics, you know, within the range of what we're looking for? But ultimately, can you play the sport that you're trying to do? And what I like to get people to understand is it's not so much the testing that's the most important thing. It's the preparation for the testing, because when it comes down to it, it's a test, right? Yep. So how efficient are you? Are you an efficient runner? Are you an efficient mover? Do you jump well, land well, so on and so forth? And the preparation to be efficient is what's going to make you a better player, not the fact that you run a 4-3. Right. Just because you run a 4-3 in the 40-yard dash or you run a 6-7 in the 60 does not mean that you're going to be the best player. Because, again, when we go back to either sport, number one, <laughs> in baseball, you will never, ever, 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 ever run in a straight line for 60 yards. <laughs> it, yeah. it can't happen. It's like, it's impossible. You can't. Yeah. Right. Unless you're jogging in from outfield because the inning's <laughs> going over. out to your position. But even, yeah, right? yeah. but even at that point, it's not a full speed. Right. So exactly. And in football, I mean, to, to go from a three point stance and run 40 yards in a straight line is never going to happen. Yeah. So if these are the things. Scoop a fumble on something. <laughs> right. So we just have to, we have to play into this and understand what it is that it's a measurement of speed. Mm -hmm. It's a measurement of quickness. It's a measurement of athleticism, but it's not the end all. And so these are the things that I, I, I want to dive into a little bit and, and get people to understand the importance of the efficiency of what we're doing because it is a test. But let's not sell ourselves short here. And the biggest problem that I think we face as young athletes 
is if I don't go run out a four or five or I don't go under seven seconds in the 60, I get upset mm-hmm. and it, it hurts my confidence. And those are the things that, you know, we as a panel who have been there want you to understand you cannot allow that to affect the way you play and it cannot affect your confidence. All it can do is say, hey, it was third and 10. I dropped the ball. You know what? You got to forget about it. Well, I went out to a four a combine and I ran a four eight when I know I can run a four six. Forget about it and do it next time. Right. Mm-hmm. It's all about the prep and and what are you doing to be efficient when you go to prep? And so as we go into this baseball thing, Art, I want you to talk about this a little bit of pre-draft situation or like for you, you got to, I mean, you know, in your scenario was a little bit different because you went straight into the pros after one year. Right. But Mm -hmm. that's not everybody's situation. So a lot of these kids up front are trying to go to college and understanding the difference between if you go to a two-year college, a community college where you can go straight into the, Mm -hmm. into the draft, or if you go to an NCAA school, there's a three-year waiting period. So understanding those differences. And when I go to a camp and like your younger brother, who's now committed to go to Santa Barbara and is, is looking to go that route, he has been working his tail off in here because he's getting ready to go to college. Mm-hmm. And that's it's a beautiful thing to watch because now it's not so much about worrying so much. I mean, he doesn't have the pressure yep. of mm-hmm. worrying about his camps. Right. He he knows where he's going and now he can just focus on him and his body and getting in shape and all that. Absolutely. Right. So when you go into these pre-draft scenarios or these camp scenarios, can you break down for us a little bit what's going through your mind and 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 give people an understanding of of what's expected? Okay. Um with the pre-draft workouts, I mean, normally you you go in there and they they bring all the guys in, they kind of give you the plan of what's gonna happen, what you guys are gonna do, you know. Um, but as far as preparation for those things, I feel like, like we talked about, you want to make sure that you're, you're getting your movements the right way. You're, um, you're, you're throwing, you want to make your throws from the outfield. If you're an outfielder, your, your, your ground balls, if you're an infielder, just to prep for the things that you could possibly do. Mm-hmm. Cause when you're in high school or, you know, even in college, you don't know what you're going to do right. at these workouts, you know? So right. you want to prep for everything, batting practice, all of those things. You can try to bring your A game, mm-hmm. but as you said, you know, not all the time are you going to run that six, seven or that six, five, or even a six, three, some guys, you right, know? Right. Um, so I feel like the, the biggest thing is just the preparation. Like you said, um, when you go into these things, they have you stretch. Like I said, after you get together, you stretch, you, you, you talk a little bit to say, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And normally they start off with the 60. Yeah. You know, you start off you're with fresh. the 60, you're fresh, you know, right. your legs are good. You get stretched out. Maybe you do like a little practice run or whatever. But you start with the 60. Mm-hmm. And I remember with me, you know, I was like, man, like, I don't know how fast I'm going to run this thing. But I always heard, like, you had to be under a 7. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanted to make sure you're after, under a 7. That's an average runner, you know. So it kind of puts pressure on you to be like, okay, I got to get under 7. Or what did I get, you know? Right. But at the same time, like, my very first, you run two of them. My very first one was, like, at a 7 one time. But you're just getting loose, you know, you're going after other people. You kind of have that little anxiety, you know, you run it and you're like, Oh, okay. Like I'm good. You know, right. I got seven. All right. Whatever. I know I can run it faster. Right. And then the next one you run. Oh, I got this time. I got a six, eight. So regardless if you run the seven or you run the six, eight, it's the same thing. You know, you, you're, you're right there. You maybe one little, one little stride a little bit faster, whatever it may have been. But um, going into it with the mindset of just the preparation is key. You know, um, field your ground balls, do everything you can fundamentally, mm-hmm. and it's going to prep you for what you need to do. You've been doing it your whole life. Right. You know, so 
And it's important to understand position too. You're a first baseman; it's a power hitter. Exactly. So you got to know yourself. Right. You got to know yourself. So is your strength going to be running the sixty? Not at all. No. Not exactly. At all. Right. So in order to to have your success or do what you have to do, you know your position, right. what you're going out there for, knowing yourself and knowing your abilities. Okay, this sixty is not really going to affect me. I need to go out here and just hit balls hard in the right. gaps, shoot the gaps in fields. Right. And yeah. I think it's important to understand too that. Again, it comes down to preparation, right, AJ? I mean, when you go into these camps, you go into these combines, remember that the people running the combine, it is not their job to warm you up. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Their yeah. job. I mean, they tell you get warm. Right. You know, they give you an allotted amount of time. Right. Like, you know, for for instance, right, the NFL combine, when you show up and it's defensive back day, right, and mm-hmm. every position has their own day, when you they take you out there, you have preparation time ahead of you. Like if you're not the very first person, and even if you are, they give you, okay, we'll give you five, 10 minutes to warm up. We're going to get started. They don't give you, and there's nobody out there to walk you through stretches <laughs> right, or yeah. to get you prepared. You just got to know what you're, what you're doing. So I think it's very important to set your expectations, right? And to know how to prepare, right? Because all these things are, are a test, like you said. And what's in, what ends up becoming important is yes, the metrics are important because those gives it, that gives you a comparison versus everybody else, right? But what's really important is your film, right? Can you play, right? Because you can have somebody like Hussein Bolt who's running a four two or whatever, and might run but under can't four. catch the ball, right? <laughs> right. Will run that fast right. and right. you throw the ball down to him ninety yards and then he drops it, right? Right? What good is he, right? Yep. If you can be a million miles fast, but if you can't catch or you don't have any type of fundamentals, it doesn't translate, right? And I think it's important to understand too that. A lot of times, and we can all speak to this, that when when we're watching college athletes, pro athletes, high school athletes in here just working out, you can tell a lot about a person by the way they prepare to be out there, right? Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of times in the, the NFL combine, a high school combine, when when people are going in that and they're so nervous and you know, they're like, oh my gosh, I've got to run this time and I got to do this. I need to know that you're a pressure player. I need to know that when I put my thumb down on you or it's third and 15 and I need you to make a play, I need you to make a play. Showing up. Right. Yeah. Same thing. Bottom of the night, two people are on. There's two outs. What are you going to do? Are you going to stand there petrified of what's coming across? You're just going to strike out standing there or are you going to go for it? You know, I mean, it's, it's understanding the scenario and being in the moment and being in the situation is so important. And so if I go to one of these combines or these camps and I've got, you know, let's say I've gotten a couple schools looking at me and they're watching me warm up and they see that I'm not doing much. I'm just talking and I'm just kind of messing around and you can see the nervousness in me. I'm marking you off my list because I'm going, well, the kid can play, but so can every other kid here. This kid doesn't look like they're ready to compete because mm-hmm. really a combine when it comes down to it is competition. How do you handle yourself in competition? I am, in my opinion, I think that is by far the biggest metric mm-hmm. that these coaches are looking at. How do you handle yourself when the pressure's on? When other guys are just as good as you are. Right. Yeah. Or faster or, exactly. or better, jump higher, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you get upset because you didn't jump as high as you wanted? Well, if you do that, that's just jumping. <laughs> so if the game is on the line and you mess up, am I going to lose you for the season because you can't handle it mentally? Right. So it's it comes down to to all of these factors. And again, it goes back to the idea that what we're trying to communicate here is that that, yes, the tests are very important. 
but you have to understand what they are. It is just a test. It is just a physical test to see where you are at that moment. Because again, pre-draft, NFL combine, whatever. I mean, if you look at the combine, April, right? Mm -hmm. It's in April. Yep. Okay. Our first game is until August, September. So just because you run a four or five at the combine does not mean you're going to be the same. Speed you're going to be the same speed or the same athlete once the season happens, right? right? Same thing with pre-draft, same mm -hmm. thing with all these high school combines and all that. So let's get back to focus of what it means, right? Are, are you a competitor? Are you a prep guy? Because if you can go into these things and you know, you're doing something a little bit different than everybody else, and you're going through what makes you warm up properly, makes you compete and get into a focused mentality, that's, that's the athlete I want right there. I want the one that's gonna come in and know how to handle themselves. Yeah. I think that's by far the most important metric mm -hmm. that yeah. we can have. A, a scout told me when I was coming out of college, he told me that they look for, and this is right out of his mouth, this is the, I think the, the scout was for the Ravens at the time, and this was at my pro day. So I had previously already done the NFL scouting combine and came back to retest at my pro day, right? They wanted me to redo the 40 and do all these things. <laughs> and I'm like, I did, I did all that on the big stage, right? So it's not like I didn't want to do it, but again, what I was focused on was my drills, right? I'll do the drills over again because those are all the things that translate for me. My speed is going to speak for itself. I can run till I'm blue in the face, you know, 40 after 40 after 40. But then the scout comes and tells me, you know, you know, I appreciate you because you don't care about the 40, right? What we look for are the fundamentals. Do you prepare? What are your practice habits? How are, how are you approaching just you know, people being out there. And, you know, typically when people run the 40, they always want to run faster. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do bench. I don't want to do any of the things that I've already tested because I've done them on the big stage. Take my numbers for what they were. I jumped to 44, you know, got good numbers. Why do I need to run again? What you, what you want what you came to see is me do football, right? Mm -hmm. So the drills are what's important. Because now I'm a punt returner. I'm a DB. You're putting me in football <laughs> positions. I have to make a football move. I have to catch the ball. And those are the things. That's why those specific scouts came to my school to watch me. It's not like you get invited to the combat. They're, they're, every team is there, right? right. So they're, they're exposed to you already. So when they come to the pro day, it's because they're there to see a specific player. They're more interested. Now it's not about the metrics. It's about you as a player, what are your habits? What's your mentality? What can you do as a football player? And I would assume it's the same for baseball. Yeah. If you do a combine or do anything like that, and then they take what they saw at the combine and then come visit you, see you at practice, it's because they want to see you play baseball. Okay. It's not about the speed or anything that we can test metrically. It's about you as a player, your, your ability to prepare. And like I said, I can I prepare great for the, for the combine because I knew it was a test. It's right. just like any written <laughs> test or a yeah. math test, right? You study the numbers, you know the answers, and then you get the test and you're like, okay, I'm ready for this, right? Mm -hmm. So you can prepare for those things, but can you prepare to be to be in a place where you don't know what's going on, like a football, a football move or something, where right. we get a drill and we're flipping your hips left and right and you don't know where I'm gonna send you. I'm mm -hmm. just gonna tell you, I'm gonna flip you this way and then you gotta move on the ball, break and catch the ball. Can, can you do it? If you go out there and slip and fall down, they don't care how fast you move. 
you know, it's it doesn't, over. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter because <laughs> right. you don't have the ability to move in and out of space. Right. So mm-hmm. again, like I said, I want people to keep their expectations realistic, right? Right. You can go to these camps and I was a player, I went to a Nike camp and I thought that because it was at USC that USC was, re- was going to recruit me, right? right. Because the mm-hmm. camp was there. Yeah. That's not true at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can, I can take my whole high school team and we go to the USC camp and now we all think we're going to go there because <laughs> there's a couple coaches out there and it's not, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Pete Carroll. He wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Right. It was like the interns and the backup coaches or whatever that yeah. are there walking. They're just through. a host. Yeah. They're just yeah. hosting it. Right. And that's, and that's what I want. I want people to understand is that when you go to these schools, they give you a number, right? They don't even give you a name. Right. It's just you're just a number at that point and your stats or your metrics coincide with your number. And then when they see those, then they're like, oh, who is that guy? Then they find your name and then they want to go look at the film. So, again, the film is the most important thing. If you don't have film, then they're going to go looking for it. If you have good film, then they they want to compare those with the metrics. Oh, he's fast and he's a good X and O guy and he's smart and he prepares properly. That's the guy I want. I don't mm-hmm. just want the fast guy. You know, mm-hmm. we're not the Raiders, right? We just draft and all the fast guys and then <laughs> the team stinks, right? Because that's what that's what happened back in the day. They just picked yeah. every fat the fastest guy at the combine and it didn't translate. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's it's like that with baseball as well. I mean, for us we have specific workouts for specific teams. But say I didn't perform that well for the Royals, but I went to the Blue Jays and I did really well. It kind of the word, it's the word on the street, the way it goes too. We're like, okay, well, they may not have been there to see it. I may have ran a six nine at the Royals and only hit two home runs and I grounded out a couple times. But then they heard that I went to the Blue Jays and I had 15 out of 20 home runs and BP pitching, face live, had two doubles and I ran a six seven, you know? So, which is a good day, you know? <clears throat> so you, you get those as well, mm-hmm. but it's like, for ours, it's more specific to a team, but all the work gets around on how you do. Yeah. But it all comes back to, like you said, the the metrics, you know, the fundamentals, how you prepare, your movements on the field. When you go to field the ball, are you moving your feet the right way? Are you being lazy and just flipping it? You know, are you, how are you, what's your plate, your plate presence, your discipline, everything co- coincides with it and correlates to your performance and your, pre- and your preparation. Yeah. I just, I just want to double back, right? Because <clears throat> the, the scout, he told me, right? Like, I, and I again, I haven't ran a 40 since then, mm-hmm. right? I ran the 40 one time at the combine. I haven't had to run or test that metric since then. And I played five years in the NFL, five in the CFL. I, I haven't had to run it. So, again, mm-hmm. I emphasize that test, yes, because you want that number to be good for, Facts. you know, for metric sakes, for people to record and say that you're fast. But again, it's not that important. It mm-hmm. is that you be fast as a defensive back and whatnot, that you be fast and be able to move but that number is not going to be the reason why you get drafted Facts. that number is not going to be the reason why you play on the field just because you run a 4-2 it doesn't mean you're going to start or Facts. just doesn't mean you're going to go first round or doesn't mm-hmm. you know it doesn't mean all that because you can have like i said you can have all those things but you have to be realistic what your expectations are you a hard worker right, right? what's your yep. film like because you can test through the roof you can kill you can be first place in everything and just absolutely kill the test and then go out there and you can't play football or you can't communicate with the guy next to you because on defense right i need to know you need to know what mm-hmm. i'm doing i need to be able to talk to you and i've had guys like that where i've had to like tell my i can't i can't work with this guy right just because <laughs> yeah. he's he's 
in, locked in on his and he's it's cool that he's locked in but it there comes with you know it's a time and a place to be locked in and when you need to communicate with the person next to you so again those things all coincide with the testing right yes that's important but the the more important part of it is being a fundamental player player right having expectations that are realistic and having good practice habits on and off the field right because those are the things that they care about are you going to get yep. in trouble on the field are you a character guy are you going to have issues on the field when you don't play or if something goes wrong you are you show gonna, up late. are you going to melt yeah. down are you going yeah. are you going to show up late how how is your work ethic during work workouts right are you enthusiastic do you want to work out or are you just going through the motions all those things matter because the moment they bring you in and you're a pro now you're making more money than the coaches right they're paying you to do something and that's yep. when that's when I like I said I see a lot of people at least my first year in the league because I came from the bottom right I had to work undrafted getting in there and getting to start starting position you see a lot of guys first rounders that get a bunch of money and now all of a sudden they just there they lost their drive yeah they, mm -hmm. they lose yeah. their drive or whatever it is that got them there is not there no more because you know they were held to this standard that was yep. so high and then they get picked and it's like you lose all those fundamentals so those and those guys don't even usually test that well Right. You know, some guys don't test at all because they're they don't have to. They're projected right. so high mm -hmm. and they don't end up testing. So again, how important is it? Because right. if Man. you know, it, right, if you go on first round, first pick overall, Chase Young, he's not going to test. He don't need to bench or do none of that just because, because his, if his he does, film speaks for itself. But also, you got to look at it from the standpoint if if his numbers are below it, it, that what too. anyone that thinks too. they should yeah. be. Exactly. His draft, draft status goes down, down and exactly. his money yeah. goes down. So yeah. it's the yeah. same thing. We watch it with high school kids that they've been working for three years. They work really, really hard. They get their scholarship and then they disappear. And then you don't see them anymore from, you know, February to the time they go to school. And this isn't everybody. This is just a handful of people. You see it, but it's the same scenario mm -hmm. that they reach the pinnacle of what they've been working for and then they get comfortable. Yep. But then what happens? They go to school as a freshman and uh oh. Yeah. Um what just I mean every, why is everybody so much better? You yeah. know, you know the people exactly. run into the I've, I've I've seen it people go into college, you know, you're an all-star, all state wherever you're yeah. at mm -hmm. in your city and then you go to college and everybody's good. Everybody is that and person. Like, Every, everybody is that guy yep. in their own city. Right? And now all of a sudden you're not starting or you're not getting played and you're like what? I'm an I'm this, I'm that from my, you're, everybody's the same. You're everybody's now on a equal playing field. So right. mm -hmm. what now, what's going to separate you, right? What's going to separate yeah. you now? It can be your testing. Yes. Your metrics, your ability to be fast and all that. But again, what's going to be important is your ability to, to showcase your talents right. on the field and right? the pressure positions, and, right? It's what's exactly. between the ears, the higher level you get to, and you guys can both speak oh, to yeah. this, the higher level you get to, the less your physical skills matter. Right. It's yep. what can you handle when the time is there? Yeah, and what I speak, can you speak handle? from experience, right? I went to the combine. I, I prepared for the combine. Like mm -hmm. everybody talks about my vertical. I prepared to do that, right? I was yeah. like, the <laughs> right. whole time I'm like, I need to jump high. I need to do this because I wasn't projected to go first round or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I'm like, I need to test well just to get seen, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Just so people to see and me. Like, and wait then a minute, who? Who, who yeah, right. Who, who's, who's, right. Who's, who's that guy? Why he jump? He jumps so he's fast. Who's that? Like, what, can we look at? Now we need yeah. to go look at the film, and then you see the film, and that's where 
I was good at because mm -hmm. I was a big physical guy and I and I was X and O's, right? So yep. you put me on the board, I could talk through stuff and all that. And that's what that's what that's why probably like one of the reasons why I was able to play so long is because I was right here. Mm -hmm. While I was also physically like I was driven. Like I wanted to mm -hmm. work. Like I right. I was in there working out like I like when I was on the Cardinals, I would work out with the linebackers just because I thought I wanted to get a little bit bigger, right? A little yeah. bit stronger, push myself a little bit more, right? Something to, like in a lot of people don't have that, right? They're not, they just don't, they don't have, you, you got to be there. So it's like the X and O's are important. And then the coaches is like, well, AJ gets it. He know, like, I can tell him cover four and switch to cover two. And he's just like that instead of, do you, what's the play? <laughs> right. Yeah. right? I'm, do I want that guy or do I want the guy that's going to be out there confused because I'm giving him hand signals on a sideline and they're like, I didn't get it. Well, or yeah. AJ, because AJ saw me and was like, all right, did you get it as cover four? All right, we're going to switch to two on the snap, right? We communicate, right? Yeah. That's that's what they that's what they're looking for. And a lot of people put so much emphasis on just the testing metric. It's not, that's cool. But again, it's everything after that because you only going to do that one time. Man. Yeah. Well, there's another metric that we need to talk about that, that really gets more it seems to be more important at the high school level and even in college a little bit. And you're the perfect example to talk about this, that everybody wants to gain weight, be big. And oh, yeah. I mean, you see where we are, we're in a weight room, right? And, and everyone wants to talk about the, the numbers <laughs> over there mm -hmm. because the bigger number there over there, the stronger you are and the bigger you are, <laughs> but going into the NFL, arguably one of the most violent places you can be everyone thinks especially at the high school level that you have to be this big huge strong human and what you found out was yeah. uh wait uh aj um hold on a second uh you you need to lose weight exactly because i need you to be a good athlete yeah and i think people miss that conception when it comes to what <laughs> you're doing outside of the field that yes it's important to be strong i we will be the first people to tell you strength is is paramount functionally though but functionally mm -hmm. and i've got to be able to take that strength and be able to use it it's the same idea as all these other metrics yeah you got to be fast mm -hmm. but you got to be able to be fast in the right situation that right. you can't just be fast in a straight line i've got to have a quick first step i've got to have a quick reaction i've got to get from point a to point b as fast as possible and that doesn't mean just the metrics of being a really good 40 yard or 60 yard runner it means that when it matters i can get to point a to point b really really fast even that if that's gear. only five yards yeah. right especially for you i mean you're talking about a 10 yard box really mm -hmm. and most of it's going forward right yeah. or sometimes laterally as a first baseman you're mm -hmm. not drifting outside of your island a whole lot right so yeah. i mean it's even talked about i mean you're you your position is playing on an island, you know? So it's like, you know, what am I supposed to do here? I, I only have this big of a space that I'm actually covering right now because mm -hmm. I've got to take care of this bag and yep. I can't get too far away from it. And so if something gets played to you, you need to be able to get there within three steps mm -hmm. so that you can get back. Exactly. And that, can't be too heavy. that ties into the communication that, that AJ spoke on. And right. I, I like that a lot because if I don't have a second baseman that communicates with me, Right. If I get a little too far off that island and all of a sudden he's there and he doesn't tell me, hey, I got it, I got it, I got it. Right. Now I got to run all the way back to that base Good luck. and get that out. Yeah, it don't and matter the, how fast or how strong he is because exactly. he ain't talking to you. Exactly. Right? And if the pitcher 
what they always say, keep the ball out of the pitcher's hands. You know, I know some athletic pitchers, but they're not all that athletic. Well, and why you know? is that? But because they don't <laughs> practice that, right? Exactly. Because their 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 entire being is take this pill mm -hmm. and put throw it on down, target. Throw a downhill bullet right there. <laughs> right. That's, you you know? Know? that's that's yeah. what I practice. Job. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, it's up to the rest of the guys that are professionals or mm -hmm. high level high school college guys. And same thing in softball, right? It's the same thing that it's up to them to do that. Like yeah. I have my little island too, and we all have our job and it's about communicating, but the metric might be really good and you might have really good agility, but can you use it when it matters? Do you have the reaction time, see ball, get to ball mm -hmm. to make that happen? Right. And, you know, then we got the other flip side that I want to talk about a little bit is you might have somebody who has a really good film. No, I'm, I'm meaning more in high school because once you get to the college and pro level, things start getting a little bit different. But at the high school level, if I have a really, really good film and people are just unsure because it's hard to tell on film unless mm -hmm. you're really fast, yeah. how fast you actually are. This There's is a big where discrepancy in competition. Too. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't know if you're playing like some city that only has 500 people in it and they were able to field a football team. <laughs> right. But you, you got 60, 60 touchdowns. Again. Right. And you lift them up <laughs> and you look like you're yeah. you know, going to win the state championship in the hundred. But then you go and run the hundred and you're not very fast. So these are the things that that I like to encourage kids is, you know, getting outside of the specialized thing and find something to showcase your athletic ability. So instead of just focusing on going to these camps and these combines and being specialized in one sport, play another sport where you can show film or for example, if you're a football person or a soccer person, go run track because now that's all the number you need or you will never have to go to a camp if you run a 10, 700 meter oh, that, as a football player. That's what they're going to talk about. Absolutely. That's so what they're going to talk about. I like, don't need to go run Tyreek Hill. All they talk about is that he ran a 10-1 in the hunt. They, <laughs> that's all that matters. He's the fastest. Part. He ran this, and he don't even run track no more. Right. Yeah. But that's my point. Is like, you know, we we get so cognizant of this idea of camp and everything else, and yeah, go to a couple camps and have fun to do it. Don't mm -hmm. get so stressed out about it. Exactly. Go have yeah. fun at the exactly. camp. That's what it should be about. It's fun. It's competitive. It's all that. But when it comes down to it, if I'm a college coach looking at soccer and football where they're able to run track. I look at it as, well, they just stood on a line with eight other people and they were able to come through and compete and able to show off how fast they really are. That's the metric I want. That's yeah. the metric that I care about. Yeah. Not so much that you showed up and ran a 40. You showed me in true competition because when you run a 40, you're by yourself. Yeah. yeah. But if I can run it against eight other people and I can show up and I can you know, maybe you don't win the race, but you run a really good race and you can see that you prepped really well and you did mm -hmm. all these things or I long jump or, you know, I high jump or I do something athletic to show that I can do more than just being on this field and play with this ball. Yep. That's huge. That speaks volumes. And I think we get away from that at the youth level a lot that we get so focused on whatever sport it is, softball, baseball, basketball, football, whatever that sport is, and you get outside of the idea of what's really important. And what's really important is athleticism, mm -hmm. period, end of story. Can you play the sport and are you a really good athlete? Because when it comes down to it, right, if you're a really good athlete and you move really well, mm -hmm. what does that tell you? That that person's probably going to stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That they can go through multiple dimensions of movement and they can do all these things really, really well 
I know that they're they're mobile enough. I know that they have the fluidity to stay healthy. But if all I've ever seen them do is play football or baseball, and I've never seen them do anything else, and maybe their metrics are okay, yeah, I'm gonna take them. But oh man, there's there's that chance that mm-hmm. they just may not stay healthy. I've never seen them do anything else other than play first base. Yep. Right. Like you just don't know. Right. Yeah. And I've had I've had that happen to me, like with basketball playing basketball in uh, high school. I had scouts come and watch me play high, um, um, basketball in high school. But let's let's dig deeper. Baseball scouts, baseball scouts. came to watch oh, yeah. you play basketball oh, yeah. is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Football scouts watched me run track, watched yep. me play basketball, yep. just because they want to see how athletic you are in these other sports. Or you, exactly. get the, like, you get those, like when you're doing stuff like that, they're just looking at stats. Like, hey, how, did, how did AJ do in the long jump this week? Right. How mm-hmm. did AJ do in the 100 this mm-hmm. week? Those are the things that they're looking, they're keeping tabs on you mm-hmm. and they're watching this for stuff. Sure. And I, I think that's really important for the youth athletes to understand that, yes, sports have become a year-round thing. Absolutely. I understand that, especially for the women's side where they're doing soccer, you know, high schools at this time. And then you go straight into club and then you get a little break and then it's club again. And then it's volleyball is even (laughs) worse. And then you go into baseball and softball. That's just year round. Everything you're always traveling, traveling, scout ball. But there's there's got to be a time where you're focused on being a really good athlete at the younger levels. You can specialize when you get. Mm -hmm to the college and the pro level, absolutely. But at the younger levels, I think it's really important to understand that as a coach, I'm looking for somebody who is going to add to my team. So, I mean, we can talk about intangibles all day, right? From the leadership qualities Mm -hmm. to what are your grades gonna be like? Are you gonna get in trouble? You know, all of those things play into it too, that that's a whole other episode to talk about. But when it comes down to, if I can see you play really good football or baseball or whatever that sport is, and then you go out and do another sport and you're showing me that you're a leader on that court or field or track as well, and you're the one that people are looking to to perform so that you win that competition, mm-hmm. hey, man, I'm sold. You're my you're my mm-hmm. person. Yeah. You're the one I want. Yeah. Yep. All area, all area basketball first team, you know. Hey, they, they brought that up, too, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> they so brought are you that thinking up about too, joining the basketball team as well? <laughs> right. And that's, yeah. a, you know, that's the thing is like, you know, it's just understanding that it is more about just the metric, right? Mm-hmm. That you're going to show more than one single weekend camp by doing it somewhere else and showing that you can be competitive somewhere else. And mm-hmm. then obviously you've got to be good. Right. But let's not, let's not negate that part of it, mm-hmm. that you have to have yeah. film to get recruited. Yeah, and you're not getting a scholarship unless you, right. Are you, can't, you can't, yeah. you can't, you you can't not take the playing part serious and then think you're going to go to a camp and blow it up. And then here's your scholarship because you had a good camp. That yeah. just, this isn't how it works. I just, I just want to be good. These camps, right. And this goes for any sport. These camps are just an opportunity to get exposed to the, the environment, right? That's they're, a great point. They're not like, a great if point. you go to a high school camp, right there, yes, there might, there might be scouts there, but they're not going to take what you did at that camp and give you a scholarship based on it. Right. They're not going to. They're just going to see what you did. Oh, he was able to compete amongst his peers and yada, yada, yada. Now he's on our radar. He's Mm -hmm. on our radar. We can see him. But again, it again, as a player, you need to have, like I said, set realistic expectations that when you go to these camps that you're not if it's at USC, that that doesn't mean USC wants you. Right. Because they invite all of California and, you know, (laughs) you know, you know, all the kids in California and who can make it ends up going right so 
again, it's an opportunity to get exposed to the environment because that same environment is going to happen when you get in college. Scouts are going to be there and those metrics are going to be important. And I wanted to double back about that story about my weight because I was one of those guys, right? Going into college, getting ready to go to the NFL. I thought I had to be big and fast, right? I put on maybe 15, 20 pounds. I was weighed 205. I haven't weighed 205 since then, right? <laughs> I went to the combine at 200 pounds, okay? I still ran a 434. I still tested well. And I was heavy. I was heavy, heavier than I'd ever been. When I went to Arizona, the first thing the the strength coach told me, and he was the same strength coach that was at the combine doing the bench. He's, the, he's been doing it for years, right? He's the guy yelling out the bench number. He works for the Cardinals. He, the first thing he told me was that, AJ, you're heavy. And <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, what? I work so hard to get bigger and, yeah. you know, still try to maintain my speed, thinking I got to be 200 pounds as a corner because that's what Woodson was. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah, Bailey, that's, who, yeah. that's what Champ Bailey was. And that's in my mind, okay, well, I need to be that size. And then I get there and they're like, no. We need you 185, 190 because you're going to put 10 pounds of pads on and that's going to make you 200. But we need you at 185 with your linear speed. You're able, just like you would in track, feeling good, it's your natural body weight, being healthy, and then put those pads on. Now you're 205 and you can move. How crazy is that thought process though, you know? Like, right. you're it's, too big, but it's not that you weigh too much. It's just that the pads are going to put you over the exactly top. the pads like, are what? not gonna make me 225 right and exactly I, there you and go I, and you i never, never weighed that so when i put so yes i could i could move at 200 pounds with no pads on yeah but then when you get when i get there and i start to put pads on then i'm i might be a little slower slower in my steps now i'm putting First too step. much weight on my knees on my ankles whatever it is things are things are out of whack because that's not my natural body weight mm -hmm. or that's not crazy. My, my, my natural movement so i dropped weight right i went down to where i couldn't get back to 185 i right. was like oh, i went down to 190 Felt good, put the pads on, and that was probably like the best I ever felt. Never went over again, never tried to push myself to get bigger or faster. So they're like, and I've had to tell this story multiple times right. to the kids that come in here that are That's like, crazy, yeah. what kind of protein do I need? Do I need to supplement? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? Yes, all those things are good. But again, you don't need to be so, so focused on your weight because in the end, they don't care about your weight. What they care about is what makes you a good player. Right. If you're a good player, we don't care how much you weigh as long as you can move and cover and catch the ball and do all those things, because that's why we're paying you. We're not right. paying you to be 205 in the truck people or to, to come down. <laughs> yeah. AJ, you're a corner. We don't need you to be 205 and play like a safety. We need you to play like a corner, be on an island and cover receivers. Don't try to be something that you're not. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to hint at is because that's what ends up happening. I had that same mindset looking at the, the players that were in the league, right? Those are their, that's their body weight. Mm -hmm. Me, I was a slimmer guy, longer, a little bit faster, but I thought, let me put some weight on. And you, again, you don't have to, right? Be, be what's in your, like, be where your feet are, right? That's what we always say, right. be where, where your, your feet, feet are. are. I like that. But be in your body, right? right. Don't try to, <laughs> don't take what you're doing and be like, I need to be this person. Right. Or I yeah. need to be like that person because they're not recruiting that person. They're recruiting you, you and what you can do. Right. And I think that's a great takeaway to like to let's go around here. And I think that's a great closing remark right there is like under, understand right there. <laughs> understand what your body is. Yeah. Understand what your frame and your genetics exactly. are. I mean, mm -hmm. you you have to come to grips with it. If like me, if I'm six one and one hundred and ninety pounds, give or take, that's me. If I try to go up to two hundred we got to look at the idea from a scientific standpoint that if I, every time I sprint, I create 10 times my body weight of ground force and then I gain 10 pounds. Well, 
every strike I take, that's an extra thousand pounds. And then you put 20 pounds of pads on. And then you add the pads or you add a bat in your hand or you add a glove and you got to throw and you got to make move and all. So it's, it's understanding who you are and what you're capable of doing. And if I'm in high school, I've got to understand I can't put my, I can't compare myself to pros. I can't compare myself to what this position does at the collegiate level. You've got to forget about all that. You've got to figure out what is your skill set. What are you bring to the table? What are you bringing to the table? Right. Yeah. And then you take that and you go, okay, well, I'm actually probably not an offensive tackle. I am better suited to be a D end or whatever that might be. Right. Uh, I play running back right now and I want to be running back. Well, you've got the size and you've got good speed and good feet, but you can't catch and you fumble too much. Mm -hmm. So either figure out how to hold on to the ball, or maybe you need to be a linebacker or a strong safety. You know, Mm -hmm. you've got to look at the the situation of what are you good at? How smart are you? Because if you're really smart, not to knock offensive players because I played offense, but go play defense because (laughs) you're going to have a better understanding of what's happening. And the the opportunity to catch a ball is few and far between. So you have less chance of creating bad film at the high school level, right? It's understanding that what's going to get you to the place that you want to go. And it again comes down to, like you were saying at the combine, that some guys aren't even going to go to the combine because they don't need to. But the guys that need to, need to prepare they need to be ready but they need to understand what those combines and those pre-draft workouts are that they are simply just a measurement of where you are as an athlete it doesn't forsake you if you don't do well it, yep. it, it doesn't end your career and art you and i are talking about, i'll see if it works into the mic and if it doesn't work it doesn't work but if we're talking about time right we want to understand that the difference between a four eight and a four six isn't that much. So if I think about somebody running, that was 0.56 right there. That's a big difference. That was the difference between yeah. a four five and a five flat. Big that little sound. Yeah. It looks like it's a lot. It's not. It's not, yeah. Right. So you start looking at even from a hundred meter standpoint, the difference between a 10 five and a eleven 10, flat one. or a 10 one. Yeah. You know, that's it. tenths of a second. <laughs> right. Man. You know, and that's so a big deal. Man. We get the hundred, so in focused reality, on yeah. this stuff. And really, I mean, look at one of the, we've said it before in this podcast, one of the best receivers in the history of the NFL only ever ran a four, six. He wasn't the fastest guy ever, but he ran really crisp efficiency. Mm-hmm. He ran efficient routes and he didn't get caught from behind because his top end speed was great. His 40 just wasn't good. So he didn't measure or test well. But on the field, he was great. And that's why he made it to the level he made it to, right? Speaking of Jerry Rice. So we've we've got to take the whole picture into effect here. And we can't get so caught up in these camps and these combines and everything else. Because, again, because there hasn't been a real season in a year, these things are going to be highly, highly magnified. And if and if you want to show well, then you need to learn how to prepare. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what we wanted to talk about today is, more than anything going into these combines what's important is your preparation how do you warm up how do you get ready how are you mentally preparing to go into these scenarios and when you get onto the line and you have to actually compete how are you handling yourself because that's what's going to be important at these combines and at these camps is what are you doing and we want you to go to the camps. We want you to go to the combines, but we also want you to prepare like it's a game and understand that these are tests. It's not the end all be all, but it's an opportunity, mm-hmm. just like you said. Mm-hmm. 
to be at your absolute best and don't just walk in there and think you're going to handle business if you didn't prep for it. What do you think, Art? I like it. I like it. I feel like that's a good place to where we can, we got the message across and I like it. Yeah. It's good, good information. Prepare to win. Yep. (laughs) The preparation is the hard part. The games are the easy. That's I've, I've been told that so many times. The preparation is the hard part. It's all about preparation. Yeah. Because if you prepare, right, speaking of football, right, if I watch the film and I know that this quarterback is on three-step, likes to throw the slant, I can prepare for that. 100%. Right? I can see that and jump and get a pick, whereas if I don't prepare and he throws it, he might take it up and run it for 100 100 yards for a touchdown. Right. Same thing thing with baseball. I watch the pitcher on film, and I know, okay, the left-handed hitters, he likes to go – change up away, fastball in, fastball in, change up away. Now I can prepare my bat. Exactly. Now, now I know, okay, this is what his tendencies are. This is what he likes to do. Right. Now I can prepare. So I go into the game like, okay, first pitch was a change up. All right. Well, now here comes that, that, that cookie in. Right. And if I'm ready for it, if I prepared for it, if I got my myself mentally prepared and right and did my vision work or whatever and practice it in practice, now he's throwing that fastball in and I'm, Hitting right. a double, mm-hmm. hitting a home run, scoring an RBI. Right. You know? And the same thing goes for the 100 meters. Like if I'm in a race and I know that I've got two guys in the race that are excellent starters, mm-hmm. and then I've got two guys that are excellent top-end guys, and then I've got another two guys that just happen to not slow down as fast as everybody else – I know what I'm up against. And I know that if I'm going to keep up with the top-end guys, I've really got to be there with my start. Yep. But – if I get nervous about the two guys that are really, really good at starting and they get out in front of me and I tighten up, then I can't even get to my top end speed Mm -hmm. at the right time anyway. So you start looking at all these factors and it goes back to the idea that many coaches are using these combines and these camps to simply see how you compete. Because there are people that have been recruited. They've already watched your film, right? If they come to your games, they've already watched your film. Some guys get either recruited or knocked off the board because the coach is watching warmups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple. Again, it goes back to our point. The whole idea with the metrics idea, the camps and the combines is how do you prepare to win? How do you prepare to compete? And if you can take anything away from this podcast today, it comes down to prep. Preparation. Yeah. Be at your best because you prepared to be your best. And don't just expect that you're going to be your best because you walked out there. Yep. You've got to prep for that for every single scenario. You also got to prepare for the unknown because there's some there's some camps where you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. Right, right. And you've got to Football be Football is different. All the drills are scripted. You know exactly what you're going to do most of the time at the NFL Combine. The weightlifting scripted. You know you're going to jump broad, all those things. We already know what we're going to do, right? Some of the football drills might change. And again, since if you know that they're going to change, how do you prepare for that? Right. How, what do you do yeah. to, to, to prepare for a drill that you don't know what position you're going to be in? It's by doing it ahead of time right. and doing all this stuff, doing all this other stuff right. and putting your body in weird positions that, that it's, you know, over exaggerating, you know, the, the hips and sitting into the hips, because when you do it full speed, it makes it look easy. Right. Because you've been preparing for it ahead right. of time. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. We if said, I, huh? I, you guys said everything. I mean, right. if I'm, if you, you also have to remember you're there for a reason. Yep. Like yep. we talked about, you're there. To, they want to see you compete. Yep. So you, you got invited. You got the foot in the door. Yep. I go do what you do. Mm-hmm. 
there and with all these other players. You know, don't put added pressure on yourself. Right. Relax if and they, win. Yeah, if they didn't want you to be there, you yep. wouldn't get. You wouldn't have never got the invite. Right. You know, absolutely. One my, my, be where uh, your feet are. <laughs> my favorite. Yeah, one of my favorite coaches used to always tell me, "I don't care what you do or what you do it. Make sure you do it full speed and be intentional." Right. If you're gonna do something, don't half speed it. Right. Because you could. This is when I was on kickoff. Right. I would be on kickoff. And I'd have to make a move on a blocker, right? You either go left or you go right, <laughs> right? You don't go th right through them. You got to pick a way. And it, people get caught in limbo by trying to, and then you get blocked, right? Make a full speed decision. If you're going to go this way, go that, go that way. way. I don't, yeah. even if you're wrong, because you did it full speed and you went 100 miles per hour and you committed to it, most coaches will appreciate the fact that you did it full speed. Because you were decisive. Of, instead of being indecisive and being hesitant and mm -hmm. doing all those things. And that's why, <laughs> that's why he used to tell me, be intentional, right? If you're going to do something, believe it, right? Because then you hesitate, like as a DB, I might see the quarterback three-step drop and know that the slant is coming, and then I hesitate. And then the coach is like, you knew. We talked mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Why didn't you? Don't be intentional. Right. Mm -hmm. Do it full speed. Trust. And that's how and what comes with that is preparing for that. Right. Seeing it over and over and over. Confidence in the movement. There you go. You've done it before. There you go. Yep. Right. Yep. Cool, fellas. Good that one. Was, good that one. Was, that was a good one. All right. Till next time. Yeah. <laughs>